Hola, welcome back to hashtag Because Love the Podcast, where we interrupt your regularly scheduled programming of I'm miserable where I am with a space where we get to define and redefine love, the work, and loving the work you do. I am your host, Suhai Johnson. I am a mom. She's our mommy. Wife, first generation career mom, entrepreneur who loves that she gets to do this work. The work of encouraging, empowering, and ultimately elevating with you. So I want to lead with the love letter to teachers this week. So I am going to start with what my listeners have shared as teachers that have made a difference for them. Having said that, let's go to our love letter to teachers. Dear teacher, I want to know what love is. I know you can show me. I know because you have shown me. In so many big and little ways, you've shown me and you continue to show me. You may not realize it. I may not realize it at the time. And it's true. You put in time. You see me. You help me learn. Both about what's in the textbooks and outside of the textbooks. About life and about myself. And you know what? I am not the only one. You do it for so many of us. And I want to say thank you. And I want to say, I am not the only one that wants to thank you. A lot of us want to thank you, want to thank a lot of you. So here it goes in their own words. Thank you. When I was in high school, I became passionate about writing and started thinking of my first brainstorms of what I'd like to write about, but I had no idea where to start. I went to my English teacher for help, and instead of just giving a few suggestions, she stayed after school with me for hours and explored the storyline, characters, everything. Her entire chalkboard was filled with notes and ideas. Whenever I'm feeling unmotivated, I can still remember that day and her willingness to spend time helping grow my new passion areas. No matter how busy life gets, it's always a goal of mine to publish a book and I know I can do it based on the support she gave me that one random afternoon. Another listener writes, a teacher that went above and beyond would be my marketing education teacher, Faye Beth Zuckerman. She took me under her wing, introduced me to DECA, and pushed me to run for state office because she saw the leadership potential in me. I won office, and she would drive me 45 minutes every month to my monthly meetings and always had my back. If it wasn't for her, I would not have gotten my $40,000 scholarship to Johnson & Wales University because of my DECA work. I will forever be grateful for her seeing in me what I didn't see in myself at times and pushing me to run for that leadership position. She passed away a couple of years ago, 
but she knows the impact that she had on my life and I owe her a lot. Another listener writes, I have learned that the greatest teachers love to learn, learning about their students, learning what they love and what they struggle with, learning about what fires them up and what brings total peace to their spirits. The greatest teachers are often the ones who listen the closest because it's in the moments where a student speaks freely and completely that the teacher learns exactly what their student needs the most. I have been tremendously blessed to have a great many teachers in my lifetime. I have learned math and science and history I have learned the now ancient practices of things like lattice and the best way not to create an egg drop contraption in my physics class. Yet my greatest lesson from a few teachers has been this. It's okay not to be okay. It's just not okay to stay there. Just as students learn when they listen, so too do teachers. And it has been the teachers who have listened the hardest, who have also reminded me the most that it's okay not to be okay. And it has been these same teachers who have helped me move beyond the present challenge and into the potential victory. I am grateful to these folks. For from them, I have learned the power of seeking first to understand, then be understood. Another listener writes, when I was in seventh grade, I would take out books about coping with alcoholism, coping with divorce, coping with depression, etc. At that time in my life, I was going through so much. I was sad and felt alone and like nobody cared. She created a contest and said that whoever won would be treated to lunch with her. I remember winning. I was so excited. Well, she told me she set the whole thing up so we can talk. She asked me what was going on and why was I, ta- was I talking out, taking out these books. I was relieved to share my truth with someone I could trust. She set me up with a school counselor and it made a world of difference. She would always ask about things and some days she would let me help her around the classroom so we could talk. She always listened. I am so appreciative for what she did for me. Her listening saved me. I just know it did. So when I became a teacher, I always made sure to create a safe place where students would be heard and listened to. I am the educator I am because of who she was when I needed someone most. So today, I pay it forward. My second grade teacher, Mrs. Shaka at Harry L. Bain School, I was a handful and she was always so patient with me. I remember I asked her once what all her, why all her ladybugs were female. She said, that's a very good question, Eli, and gave me my first gold star. And that made a difference. Mrs. Coupe was my seventh grade science teacher in Elizabeth, New Jersey, a city of over 120,000 residents. She was white, possibly European, I'm not sure, in her late 30s to early 40s. If I had to guess, I would say that most of us students were black or brown from lower socioeconomic status backgrounds. There were so many behavioral issues and bullying that interrupted or disrupted our learning. But nevertheless, she persisted. 
I remember that she once brought some kind of display with a caterpillar inside. Unfortunately, other students shook the display, which prevented metamorphosis or killed little guy altogether. She came to school early and left late, working with students like myself that wanted to learn without disruption or ridicule. Enjoying school usually resulted in being called a teacher's pet, among other hurtful things. Things got so bad that some students poured sugar into her gas tank, which I later learned is extremely dangerous. I chose Mrs. Coupe to write about because she was in a bad place and still put students' needs and ability to learn first. I think of her when I have those bad days that help me understand Britney Spears' 2008 breakdown. Laugh out loud. Mrs. Coupe reminds me of the countless educators that are giving it their all to change lives, close the achievement gap, and get students engaged and excited about learning in spite of the barriers presented. Unfortunately, Mrs. Coupe did not last the full year. I believe she took some kind of medical leave after breaking up a fight. She's probably retired or close to, to retirement by now. She may not know it, but she poured into me and modeled hard work, commitment, and the significance of helping students feel seen and accepted. I try to pay this forward when I can, especially when I work in higher education with low socioeconomic status students and first-generation students. You know, last episode, I missed in my memories um, of teachers who made a difference, right along with the ones I received from listeners. So you couldn't tell which was which. This week, I decided I wouldn't do that. Instead, I would put my face, my name, my voice, and own that this is my memory, my difference, my difference-making teacher. So here are some of mine. Number one, Mrs. Alessandro. She lay a foundation of belief, confidence in myself that allowed me to understand that I was a leader and I was bright and I was just right, exactly the way I was. This woman saw me and helped me see myself at the ripe old age of 11. And she did so in and outside of the classroom. She helped lay a foundation upon which I would build And I am grateful. Number two, Mrs. Tunick. She taught me how to form a relationship with books and literature that went beyond what happened when I read what was on the pages between the covers. With the Diary of Anne Frank, she guided me through empathy. As I worked through feeling what a teenage girl whose world consisted of the four walls of an attic in Nazi Germany, felt. She helped me work through Lord of the Flies and its central concern of the conflict between two competing impulses, the instinct to live by the rules and valuing the good of the group against one's own instinct to gratify your own immediate desires. As a 12-year-old, 
She broadened my world and began a love affair with books that is alive and well almost 30 years later. And I am in awe. Mrs. Schnorr. She looked at me once and told me that she loved me enough to hold me back if I continued to produce work that was mediocre for me. Considering that, which she knew I was capable of, she pushed me to be my very best, and I am grateful. Mrs. Santillo, Miss Santillo, who taught me all about panache. She pushed us to explore and engage the humanity within us in order to connect with the humanity in others. And I am better for it. Professor Candelario, she was brilliant. She was so engaging. She helped me reimagine and re-understand what an education looked, sounded, and felt like. And she was Dominican and from my hometown, and she graduated from my high school. And she helped me see that that could be me in front of a classroom, teaching a college-level course. And one day... It would be me. And it all started because she planted a seed that helped me believe that it was possible. And I am humbled. Dr. Franks, a Polish-American professor who taught history of Dominican Republic. I decided that there was no way she could teach me about my Dominican history on the first day of class. And boy, did she prove me wrong. I was humbled in the face of her knowledge and her ability to teach in ways that were impactful and engaging and lasting. She taught me about working through my own assumptions and humility, and I am better for it. Mrs. Moxie, she took my little girl as her own. With every little and big way she found to see and affirm and reaffirm the beautiful little black queen that was my daughter in her kindergarten classroom, she made a difference. And I am grateful. Miss Leanne, she had both my little ones in her pre-K classroom. Every day I dropped them off, she shared a little bit something extra. She did a little something extra that let me feel confident that my kiddos were in good hands, where love, care, accountability, and learning were a thing. Every single day. And I was and am grateful. I am grateful. I am humbled. I am better for them. That those are the kinds of impacts teachers have had on me, have had on us. They do this during the best of times. They are doing this now under far from the best of times. And my hope is that they know that we appreciate them. Take some time, Helena. 
take some time this week and let them know they deserve it. They need it. And you can give it to them. And so my hope is that you've taken a moment to listen to the last couple of episodes and that you'll continue to listen as we engage more folks, educators, uh, that folks that have been impacted by educators to be a part of the conversation. My hope is that as you continue to listen, you also think about how important it is to take a moment to say thank you to those that are doing the hard work to make the decisions, the hard decisions about what's happening with our students right now and those that are doing the hard work of teaching our students, whether virtual or in person, my hope is that you're taking the time to say thank you, to value, and to hold dear how hard all of this work is because it is hard for all of us. And folks are doing it because they love what they do and they do what they love. So take a moment, remember to say thank you, and stay focused on what's important. That's my hope for me, for you, for them, for all of us, Reina. It really is. (sighs) So there you have it. There is the continuation of our love letter to teachers. In our series, I want to know what love is. I know a teacher can show me. I look forward to continuing this conversation with educators who have been mentioned, hopefully, as well as listeners um, or previous guests that have been impacted by teachers, stay tuned. You know, last week or last episode, I had my daughter share her moment um, of a teacher that made a difference for her, which was Miss Moxie, which also made a difference for me and showed up in this week's episode. Um, And I look forward to continuing to personalize this teachers that make a difference um, portion of our program. Today, my hope is that you heard the teachers that have made a difference for me both as a student and also as the parent of a student. Um, Because what I'm doing is opening myself up so you can understand And you can start to think about those folks that have made a difference for you that are educators. This is a really hard time for all of us. And the reality is that we need to take a moment to say one, thank you to those that are doing the work as hard as it is right now. And two, show grace and understanding for ourselves as we're really kind of navigating through these hard times and educators and administrators that are making really tough decisions and doing really tough things to make this work. 
This is a hard time. This time is tough, Marina. But so are you. I truly believe you got this. And I hope that you join me next week as we continue to explore this series. I want to know what love is. I know a teacher can show me and look at it from different lenses and from different points of view. My hope is that you'll come back and that you'll invite some of your friends to come back. Know that any messages you want to send me about somebody that's made a difference, that's an educator that has made a difference for you, you can send me a message at justloveworks at gmail.com or justloveworks on Facebook or on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. With that being said, my hope is that you remember to encourage, empower, and ultimately uplift in love. See you next week.